folks, it is time to keep talking about restricted free agency. Uh, for a lot of teams, there are going to be players that they just can't really afford to sign. And maybe some guys are looking for a change of scenery. Is that change of scenery Winnipeg? Who knows? I want to take a look at a few guys who might be really good candidates for the Jets to try and pluck at reasonable prices. All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Or Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. We've got both audio and video versions of this podcast available, so pick your favorite, give us a subscription. It keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news and analysis, but most importantly, we just really love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Stay tuned to this episode to hear more about their wonderful services and why they should be your number one pick for all of your online betting services. Now, on tonight's episode, I thought it would be good to continue our thoughts on uh, a number of free agents out there. Obviously, this year, I, I think more so than other previous off-seasons, I feel like there's um, maybe the winds of change blowing. Uh, I think a lot of teams might be interested in shaking things up, um, in part because the economics of the current uh, free agent market aren't great. And a lot of teams probably are feeling some, you know, income squeeze. Now, you know, a lot of attendance figures have certainly gone up ever since uh, COVID restrictions have started to lift. But for many teams, might not be enough. Um, and and the more that we kind of understand about uh, player performance and ultimately um, what we should be paying for as, as you know, teams, or I say we, but I mean like team management's um, examining the market and, and what constitutes fair value, obviously it becomes a, a, a tougher decision to start figuring out who you're actually supposed to pay. So I feel like there are going to be guys on the sh- on the chopping block that the Jets could probably plug. Um, we've talked about Dylan Strom, uh, Kevin Fiala, Brock Besser, a, a couple of those guys on previous episodes. I wanted to focus on a few other uh, RFAs that I think are actually worth taking a look at. One of them is Ethan Bear. Ethan, for some reason, didn't play, I, I think, at all during um, the last playoff rounds for the Canes, which... I thought it was a bit strange. Uh, Ethan has been a really effective two-way defender for Carolina, and I don't know if he's you know something that's just a product of a system maybe or if he actually is uh, a really talented player. I, I lean towards the latter. I think from his Edmonton days and from what we saw in limited samples with Carolina, I, I think Bear's actually a really solid second-pairing guy um, and somebody that, quite frankly, could probably give the Jets a nice boost. Uh, Ethan, for some reason, just hasn't been able to draw into the lineup recently, and I, I know that the I know that the Canes' defense is pretty deep, but I would wager that he's probably better than at least a couple of the guys that were actually skating uh, for this blue line unit. So, 
yeah, Ethan, he's actually going to be a pretty reasonable price. Uh, I would think that the Jets could probably acquire him if, if he is, in fact, on the way out um, for maybe like a third round pick or a second round pick or something. Uh, I, I think if you can get him in that range, maybe even a little bit uh, cheaper of a pick, you can sign him for a couple of years. I think he'd be an immediate boost for this team. And I don't know that he would actually block any particular spots because he's an, he's a right-handed shot, which the Jets don't have a lot of. And, you know, aside from like DeMello, right, um, and maybe Pionk, I don't really feel that anyone else would really be sitting in front of Bear. Honestly, I, I kind of wonder what Pionk's future with this team is anyways, because after he signed that really big extension last year was kind of a noticeable step back. And I think he was uh, quite personally frustrated with his own performance. And I'm sure that he felt the team wasn't really where it should be. So uh, I, I kind of want to know what his thoughts are. Um, but Bear, I, I could easily see fortifying a third pairing role. I think Ethan would actually give the Jets the ability to start balancing out the minutes a little bit more evenly so that you can run three pairings. Maybe you have Morrissey and DeMello as your lead, you know, 20 to 23 minute a night pairing, and you can run the other two like 18-ish to 19-ish minutes a night. I, I think you can kind of work that in. Um, and certainly it gives you a little bit more flexibility. I don't know what Bears' performance on stuff like the PK is. So at some point, if uh, if it comes down to it, I'd like to talk to um, Locked on Hurricanes about this and kind of get their read on this because I think obviously Bear is a very interesting talent and uh, maybe a little bit underappreciated. And I'm curious to know if all of the contract situations being the, the way that they are, if Bears going to end up being somebody that Carolina lets go because they feel they have an excess of players like him. Now, I, I, I don't know what the odds of him actually being on the way out are, but you know, given Carolina's roster situation, it could be a consideration. I would also have some interest in Lawson Krause from Arizona. I know that Krause has kind of been a little bit of the whipping boy for this team because of where he was drafted. Kraus, interestingly, has had a very good season for the Oats, and I feel like his two-way uh, impact on the game, especially defensively, has maybe gone a little bit under the radar. I, I think that there is a really interesting bottom six player here. The only thing with him is that I kind of worry if you were to uh, maybe try and acquire him for a lower round pick. Um, for one thing, his value is going to be inflated right now because he had 34 points in 65 games, which, uh, you know, for him and, and what he brings to the team, I feel like is going to price him out of what Winnipeg would really want to pay. Uh, I would not be looking for more than like a third round pick to acquire his rights. And I don't know that that's really reasonable to expect. Uh, I think Kraus, again, is very effective in his role as a like third liner or a fourth line winger, uh, probably most likely third line. Um, I know that he's been playing elevated minutes, but I think that's partly because the Oats just don't really have that many great skaters on their team. So, uh, you know, you could look at his scoring rates as maybe being inflated by that as well. And if he were to join the Jets, you know, would he really have that level of performance? Uh, most likely not. And and so I'm curious to know what he does with Arizona. I feel like the most natural outcome is for him to extend there. But again, if the Jets are looking for some really interesting value players and they don't anticipate graduating too many of the guys from the Moose, which is entirely possible because that's kind of something the Jets unfortunately have a bad habit of doing, then Kraus would be somebody that they could reasonably pick up. And I feel like he checks off being a really big player and he's actually good. So again, kind of factoring factoring in how the Jets think, uh, Kraus for me would be a very easy pick and I would be, I'd be okay with it. Um, obviously there are some other players out there that I think are, are interesting targets. We're, we're going to talk about one in particular that I think 
has a very high risk, high reward sort of situation going on. This player also from Carolina. We'll talk about him in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our wonderful partners. Uh, This coming from Athletic Greens. This is actually a company that I've used a product from them recently. It's called AG1, and I think it's great. Uh, Our next product partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a boost for my immune system and my daily startup regimen. Obviously, you know, it's difficult to keep taking lots of multivitamins and pills. So, you know, instead of taking all that stuff, I just wanted one delicious scoop of AG1. And with that one scoop, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to kickstart your day and your immune system. It's really easy. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're into keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, no problem. It's only got one gram of sugar and no nasty chemicals or artificial flavorings. Um, Obviously, you know, if your cost consideration is a concern, this is great because it really only costs you about three bucks a day. Uh, You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Again, you know, it's it's got 7,000 five-star reviews from customers just like me. And again, I, I really feel like with such a small change to your daily habits, you can promote a much healthier lifestyle by st- sticking with AG1 and trying out Athletic Greens. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for joining us on our free agent talk. We're taking a look at some RFAs from around the league that I think might be available on the market. Um, again, there are some guys that I think this year and and next year are going to be available just because teams can't really afford them and they feel that maybe committing money in their direction isn't really wise. But that doesn't mean that these players aren't actually good investments. Uh, before we talk about a few more free agents that I would be considering, even if they are high, higher risk, uh, I did have a really important favor to ask you. Obviously, the Locked On NHL Network has continued to grow over the past year or two. And, you know, this is a time where we're looking for feedback from viewers just like you. Obviously, we want to know what you like about us, what you don't like. And uh, we really want to tailor our shows to fit your interests and what you want to hear. So we have this awesome survey that's super easy, super quick. All you got to do is go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It'll only take you a few minutes, and once you complete it, you'll be entered to win one of 10 Ticketmaster $100 gift cards. I don't know about you, but I love free money, and I love free gift cards. Ticketmaster is a great way to uh, get all of those concert and, and event passes, and let's be honest, it can be a little expensive, right? So, you know, just for a few minutes of your time, you get entered for one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards, and you help us make the content you want to listen to and watch. So again, go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey right now and fill it out. Thank you so much for your support and your help. On to our topic at hand, uh, free agents. There is a guy out there that I think is a very risky player. Uh, he had a pretty solid season for Carolina, but you know, recently things have kind of taken a downturn, and there's not really a big explanation for why he's taken this much of a step back. Um, this player is Martin Nietzsche. And, you know, when asked about his season, Nietzsche was kind of 
a little bit frustrated. I don't know that he had many great answers for what went wrong. Uh, obviously, his entire impact on the game just kind of plummeted. Uh, it seemed like he really struggled. And I think he even had a number of deployments into a bottom six role, which for Nietzsche was probably unthinkable about a year ago. But this year uh, definitely took a, a nosedive. And, you know, Carolina has a lot of very smart people in the organization. So um, evaluating his his value uh, at age 23 with a sort of, you know, statistical performances that he's had over the past couple of years, it paints a very mixed picture. And I think for me, I think Nietzsche has the ability to thrive with offensive skill, but I don't know if he's going to be able to do it consistently. So um, factoring all of that in, part of me still wants to bet on a skill, but not at a particularly crazy price. If Nietzsche was available as part of a larger package for, say, a Mark Shifley or something, I might think about it. The only thing is with Nietzsche, I, I don't know that he's really going to thrive with the Jets. Uh, I don't know that he's that great of a fit. And if the Jets say hire like a Barry Trotz, right, Nietzsche is going to get buried. And I think the Jets are looking for more, if they were to trade Shifley, they're looking for more NHL-ready players. I think Nietzsche can fill a, like a role in a middle six option, but if you're looking for like elite high-end scoring, I just don't know if he's going to ever get back to that. And so for me, I like him as like a third line player or something like that. But beyond that, I just don't really, you know, forecast that much of a future for him with a team like the Jets. That said, if he is going to be available for cheap because Carolina wants to cut him and they feel that he's not really getting it done, you know, I would be willing, you know, for I would be very happy for the Jets to be willing to toss out a pick or two uh, and try and, you know, pluck him out there, take a risk and see if he can recover some of his form. Maybe he just needs a change of scenery because it's very obvious that Nietzsche is super talented and he has actually put up pretty decent counting stats over the past couple of years, uh, even if his on-ice impacts are a little bit mixed. Um, you know, the Jets have really lacked finishing talent recently. So a guy who had 14 goals uh, this season and even played some like really low-end, uh, you know, bottom six minutes, it's a chance that I'm willing to take within reason, but not for anything insane if they start asking for like a first and a second round pick or something um or some major package i'm just not really interested and i i can't imagine that they would really be in a position to ask for a ton for him but you never know this league sometimes has some very crazy prices and with his age and the position that he plays which is down the middle obviously i think a lot of teams would be very happy to try and and uh, pluck him out of there but if the jets are are really willing to try and pay up and they want to go for a big fish um, one guy that I, I think I have a lot of time for and who probably is not going to be available on the market, but certainly if the Jets are, are trying to make a play and they're willing to pay up big time in assets, I think Adam Bockvist would be a very interesting option. He had a pretty monster season for Columbus and he's like 22. He had very clearly top four defensive results. Uh, Bockvist, you know, after kind of a mixed start to his career, He's seemingly really hit it off with the Blue Jackets. My best guess is he just stays there. Um, I kind of feel like, you know, the most sensible and most common result is usually how a lot of these RFAs kind of pan out. But if Columbus doesn't really feel that he fits their long-term vision and rebuild process, maybe they kind of uh, open the market on him. I, I could imagine that Kekalainen is going to be entertaining offers on just about anyone on that roster. But I feel like he'll probably be one that's just not really available. 
if he does have a price, though, and the Jets were willing to meet it, uh, Bachvist is very much somebody who would immediately improve this defense. I forget if he's like a lefty or a righty. Uh, oh, he actually is a righty, which is great for the Jets. Again, kind of like the situation with Ethan Bear. They don't really have that many righties, and he's even younger than Ethan is, which would give the Jets considerable time with him if they decided to lock him up for a longer-term contract. But again, he's probably not available, and I would imagine if the Jets try to trade for him, uh, I, I would imagine it would probably cost an arm and a leg. Um, the thing with the younger guys, they have so much contract control and rights control with their teams um, that you know pick them up. So I, I feel like Bachvist... I, I have time for him, but I also can imagine unless the Jets start moving out some major pieces and they send Columbus a pretty sizable package, I just don't see a scenario where Bachvist is super realistic. But again, with how the market is this year, uh, we've got some unusual circumstances and maybe it opens the door for the Jets to make a major move. I feel like Winnipeg now more than ever needs to be really aggressive in the trade market. They haven't done it before until like last offseason. And even then, you notice that they picked up players that teams were trying to like dump on other squads. So I want the Jets to go for younger players. If you're going to start spending assets and you want to really put this team in a competitive position, you got to pay up. There's no two ways about it. And I, I think the Jets need to be willing to sacrifice some assets that aren't really as crucial to this core and try and squeeze out the last few years because there's not enough time left for this core as it is. And, you know, I think the fan base is just tired of waiting for this team to do something. So if the Jets make a play for Bachvist, all bets are off. That's like a major big fish. Uh, and I would be very behind it. I would be very excited. I think Bachvist maybe didn't get a ton of recognition this year, except for like Columbus fans and a few others who are, are really into sort of these uh, underrated gems. But, you know, I'm sure Columbus knows that he's a great player. And I hope that the Jets would be looking at guys like him to try and find a, a, a solution to this team roster that still lacks a little bit of balance. But we're going to call our talk on RFAs there. Uh, in the future, I kind of want to focus more on UFAs because for the most part, the rest of this list, I don't see too many names that I would be super excited about. Uh, maybe guys like Puya Yarvi, if you want to take a punt on a player who uh, has fallen a little bit out of favor with the Oilers. Um, Victor Mete maybe is an option, but Lord knows guys like him just don't usually get ice time with the Jets. It really does come down to what you know the coaching staff is going to look like. So, Crossing our fingers, um, somebody good comes along, somebody who's willing to work with the kids. But, you know, with how the Jets are, I am not setting expectations super high. But, you know, that is going to be all the talk that we have about free agents. Like I said, I did want to take the last few minutes of this episode to talk about uh, the current NHL playoffs because there have been some crazy standings updates uh, and some things that I think are a little bit surprising. But um, before we go any further, like I said at the top of the show, I do want to shout out our wonderful partners at BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's basketball uh, championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. If you're not into that, no problem. They've also got stuff like F1, European football, I'm sure they've probably got stuff like curling and all these crazy sports. Uh, I found really obscure stuff on there when I was using it to uh, bet on a Bundesliga match. But even if you're not into sports, they've also got Vegas casino games. They really do cover all the bases and try to appeal to everyone and make it easy for all users, users to get in on the action immediately. 
BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and so much more. Head on over to the website today on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the latest trends and action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts of tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are uh, just giving you a brief update on the NHL playoffs. Over the weekend, we had a couple of big games. We had um, Colorado versus St. Louis, and we are not Colorado versus St. Louis. Gosh, that's a previous series. I'm living in the past. Uh, Colorado versus Edmonton, game three. Um, and then we also had just yesterday, New York versus uh, Tampa Bay. And this is the first road game for the Rangers. Obviously a big test. Uh, they struggled, I'll be honest. The the home ice advantage this this playoffs has been really significant. I've noticed that, uh, you know, some folks were doing some tracking and stuff, and they were pointing out how it seems like every time a team goes on the road, their performance is just completely swing on a pendulum. Uh, the Rangers, who looked extremely dominant at home, kind of got smacked around in Tampa. So uh, obviously not a great result. They only lost like three to two, though, and it was in like the last minute or two of the game. So, you know, Igor Shesterkin, I think he has done a marvelous job in net. Uh, Vasilevsky was also really strong. I think it's just going to be the last team to blink. And if you're the Rangers, you're feeling pretty good. You lost one game. You never expected to be here. You never expected to sweep the lightning. Um, you did imagine that there was going to be a game, at least, at least one where Tampa would carry the day, but you still got, you know, the, that extra game at home. If it goes down to a game seven with a two, one lead though, in the series, I don't think the Rangers are sweating too much. You take one more game on the road. You're, you're sitting pretty for a nice home victory to wrap the series up and head to your uh, your most recent Stanley Cup Finals uh, run. So, yeah, I think the Rangers are fine. Um, they certainly don't want to repeat this at, at the second game, though. If they keep doing this and they struggle at home as well, yeah, they're in real trouble. But I think for now, again, Rangers, they're playing with house money. They're not too worried. The Oilers against the uh, the Avalanche, though, they're sweating. It's It's been a bit of a bloodbath. Um, for all that McDavid has been able to do throughout the postseason, trying to get past McCarr and this Avs team, it's just not working. Dreisaitl has also really looked uh, a bit of a shell of himself. He has apparently had a major ankle injury, and it's definitely holding him back. So, you know, now it's just kind of down to Ryan McLeod, Connor McDavid, and a few other guys. I did say Ryan McLeod, yes. Uh, Ryan has apparently been this force throughout the postseason alongside uh, Zach Hyman, which that's why they were probably brought in to fortify that top nine unit. But again, the Soilers team just really lacks depth and speed against the Avs, who have basically controlled the play uh, in a number of these games. Edmonton just doesn't really have much of a shot. If McDavid's line is not dominating and scoring like 20 points a night, then it's just not going to work out. Mike Smith, I thought, had a pretty strong game. But again, with Smith, it's always those really greasy uh, low danger shots that get through him that kind of kill him. And, you know, he puts up these massive numbers, these great results on really high danger chances, these odd man two-on-one situations. He has incredible reflexes on those, but the moment somebody maybe just puts a really soft shot through his five hole, it's like all of that work got erased. So yeah, the Oilers, I, I just don't know where they go from here. I feel like they need to kind of tear it down, but you can't because you've got McDavid. Uh, so yeah, I don't even know. I, uh, I don't know what McDavid does. I don't know what the team does. I don't know how they've even structured the, the roster construction and build, but it's it's always been a mistake with this team. 
And I feel like, you know, you know, Colorado has had a really strong advantage to the series. It wouldn't shock me if they finished the sweep in game number four, which will be tonight. Um, I kind of hope it doesn't get, you know, go to be a sweep, but unless Edmonton really pulls out all the stops and finds a few extra points here and there, and maybe a few extra saves, they're toast. I mean, it's just been a one-sided series and quite frankly, they deserve to get swept. So um, unlike the last time when they got swept by the Jets this time, you know, they're not really being undone by an inferior team. The Avs are for real. And anyone who doesn't believe in Colorado's ability just hasn't been watching this team. It has come at a price because, of course, uh, Evander Kane um, really seriously injured Kadri in a horrible hit. Somehow that only got one game, by the way. But even without Kadri, that Avs team, just straight nasty. So yeah, we're going to keep track on these series, and we'll give you updates throughout the week as we march towards the Stanley Cup final. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. I wanted to thank you again so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Throughout this week, we'll have more free agent talk, probably some more prospect news. Uh, I actually just completed a segment for the Locked On NHL mock draft. We'll talk about those results once the actual draft gets posted and why I picked the player that I did. Not going to spoil it for you right now, but you'll hear about it then. Um, but again, thank you so much for making uh, tonight's show your first listen of the day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on NHL covers the playoffs like no one else. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So give them a subscription right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.